Drama City Productions presets. Immersion Rig now online. Welcome nerd. Now generating episode 61. Featuring horror, comics, movies, wrestling. Full immersion begins in three, two, one. Hey, this is Christian. Hey, this is David. And this is the Amazing Nerd Show. So, Christian, we have to start off the show with a huge apology. Yes. Because we are idiots. <laughs> Multiple ways. Yes. So, last week's episode, we initially uploaded it without any audio. Well, the way I edited it is that there is a track where our voices are. Well, now with two mics, there's two tracks. Oh, fancy. But last week, we had one track with all of just me and you talking, and then I had all the sound effects underneath that, and all the music underneath that. And you just released that. Just released the sound effects and the music. So you guys had like an awesome time, but you didn't know what it was, what yes. it was about. <laughs> what all those cues were about. Exactly. Um, so we apologize about that, but then... Christian was able to find a way to go back and re-edit it and keep the post up there. Yes. Um, without having to really take it down, correct? Mm-hmm. But then my dumbass went in and somehow deleted the episode through the app, which I still don't really know exactly how I did, but I saw that I had two versions of the episode on my phone. So I thought I was just, like, deleting the download, you know, my personal download. Mm -hmm. But apparently I deleted the whole, you know, episode off of our page. So it just disappeared. So in a panic, I had to rush and, like, reload the episode. So if for some reason you have two versions of last week's show on your phone or whatever listening device you use, we apologize. Um, and just know that one of them does not have any actual dialogue going on, just wacky sound effects. So, um, yeah, we're assholes. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but that being said, um, we've got a bunch of news this week and a whole lot of trailers to talk about. And at least we sound less dead this week. Yes, right, right. We're actually, you know, I'm feeling about 80%. You're what? I'd say 85. 85? All right, all right. Um, So, to start off, we had a big uh, rumor uh, come out earlier this week talking about uh, the possibility of Blade joining the MCU. And not just Blade. Wesley Snipes' version of Blade. Motherfucker, are you out of your damn mind? No. So we'd have the return of Wesley Snipes as Blade. Yeah, but who was that rumor from? Uh, I don't know. It's being reported by like multiple sources. Because I feel like it's multiple sources being told by Wesley Snipes that he's going to <laughs> I still really want to be played. <laughs> Wasn't he in jail for a while or something? He's he's done a lot of shit. For like income tax and evasion I or something like that. Surprised. So I, I saw him in like some like bad infomercial a couple years back. So I feel like times are tough. 
Um, he was at like one of the big like Marvel Stan Lee tribute shows mm-hmm. that they did, um, you know, on the red carpet and everything. I will say that all of a sudden Blade has been introduced to the Avengers, you know, recently in the comics. So usually that's not just a coincidence. They're kind of like laying some groundwork. Um, I wouldn't be surprised if Blade was coming to the MCU. Yes. I would be surprised if Wesley Snipes' version of Blade was coming to the MCU. I guess there's no reason for those movies not to exist in, in the MCU. I mean, there's nothing that really throws anything off storyline-wise. Well, there's no reason to count them either. Yeah. <laughs> I enjoyed the first two. Yeah. and then Del Toro's was... was good. The second one was great. To be fair, David S. Goyer for the third one said that Wesley Snipes was like a nightmare to work with. Well, yes, yeah, yes. Ryan Reynolds has said it exactly. also. So, I mean, but besides that, I mean, the third one was awful. <laughs> the third one had Triple H in it. Oh, yeah. It yeah, was yeah. horrible. <laughs> it was horrible, too. He had some really bad lines. Uh, um, but, yeah, no, that's when he wanted to be an actor. Uh, but, yeah, no. Uh, we, uh, I don't know. There, There's also a rumored script out there. Um, floating around where it's actually a older blade training his daughter um, to be the next vampire hunter. I, I don't need it. <laughs> I just don't need it, Steven. You don't want a new, like a whole new blade for this generation? No, I, I would like a new blade. I think that'd be fun. Blade. So you'd like to see, so would you be interested in a blade movie in the MCU that does not star Wesley Snipes? Yes, made by the MCU? God, yeah. Okay. See what they would do with that kind of character? Especially with the, like, I don't know if they would make it R or not, but see if they go in a darker direction. See if we start getting kind of like that, the dark side of Marvel in yeah. there. Kind of like how Justice League Dark is. And well, all maybe stuff. they use the whole, you know, Fox umbrella that exactly. they have now. Throw it underneath that. You can have an R rating. Um, yeah, I, I would like a fresh start. I, I do have a fondness for the first two Blade movies, though. I I, I can't lie. They're good action so, movies. They're fun movies, yeah. man. Come on, you had the... the I, I love the soundtrack for the first <laughs> one. The whole fucking uh, the bloodbath scene mm. in the very beginning and everything. You know, the, the crazy I, rave. Honestly, I didn't enjoy them. I'm just saying Don't I you want lie. You better for now. Yes. No, I agree. I, I agree. And Wesley Snipes has to be like 60 years old. Exactly. At this point. He can make a cameo. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm saying, like, him is, like, a mentor or something like that to a younger badass version of Cameo as in, like, one line. (laughs) He could get killed right away. Or he's just in the background. Whatever, man. Bring back Wesley. (laughs) (laughs) He needs the money. So, but, all right. Well, moving on to more rumor and speculation, because that's what we do here, Mm -hmm. right? Um, We are hearing that there is a trench movie in the works. Um, it sounds like it's going to be a straight up horror movie. I don't have a problem with that. So um, we're referring to the trench from the Aquaman yes. movie, Christian's favorite movie of the year so far. Right. Christian? Yeah, absolutely. David. <laughs> well, I guess technically that was 2018. So it was definitely my number one. Go check. The list. <laughs> no, Christian what? was not a fan, but you did like the trench. I did like the trench sequence. I thought it was very well done. Yes. Um, I, I wouldn't mind seeing this movie as long as they just keep all the superhero heroes like out of it. You know, 
don't even really mention Alanis. Just kind of like I would just like it to be like about like you know maybe like a fisherman boat like you know out at sea and them just getting attacked by the trench. Like make it a pure horror movie. Maybe it's like um, Sea Seal Team Six accidentally gets washed away somewhere and they end up in the trench. Yes, like a military. So they have a fighting chance yeah. at least. You know. Um, yeah, I would definitely, I would enjoy that. So. Well, I'm afraid it's going to be like some off, like, shoot character from the Aquaman lore that we don't know shit about. Like Aqualad or something? Yeah, something <laughs> like that. Someone who will become Aqualad. Although Aqualad and Young Justice is badass, but no, I, yeah, no, I don't want to see that. I agree. So I would just like it to be a pure horror movie. And if James Wan is, like, attached mm-hmm. to it as, like, a producer or something like that, we know he can do fucking horror, so it makes sense. And those were effective scenes in that movie. Um, you know, those things were badass. So, I don't know, man. I'm kind of excited about that. And it's supposed to take place in between, you know, the first Aquaman and, you know, the sequel that's going to be, I think it's 2022 that they announced that. So in the next, like, year or two, you know. But, I mean, that could be lower budget, you know, quick film, you know, a quick shoot, and then, you know, get it out there, you know. More horror, the better, right? Yeah. So... Um, what, what would we add that to on our preview list? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You know, we'll be hearing more and more news. Yeah. You know. Um, so what else do we have, Christian? Oh, they have. It sounds like they've recasted Deadshot. Idris Elba, Stringer Bell, if you will, mm. will be filling in the role that Will Smith played in uh, Suicide Squad. Yeah, Will Smith's too busy now, so... Yes, apparently. Um, but yeah, so he could possibly be your new Deadshot. Um, how do you feel about that casting? I, you know, anything he does, he he excels at. It's fine with me. But at the same time, I would rather him be a bigger character than Deadshot. I want him to be uh, Jon Stewart, Green Lantern. I felt like that yeah, was Yeah, that was perfect. speculated for a while. Yes, that was a big rumor. I felt like that was perfect casting. Mm-hmm. Um, I would really like to see that. You know, it, it does feel kind of, I don't know, half-assed that he's like, you know, taking over a role, you know, from an actor. Um, I would rather, like, see him have a character that he could really, like, make his make it his own. Mm-hmm. Um, but whatever. I mean, it, it it's an upgrade, you know, in my eyes. <laughs> So, um, you know, and you, I mean, anything this guy does is fantastic. Yeah. It would be interesting to see him do like, um, Lex Luthor. I think he would do a great Lex Luthor. That'd be fun. That'd be fun. Um, off mic, you were talking about, uh, Deathstroke. About Deathstroke. Cause I feel like, I mean, just the physicality of it, Mm -hmm. you know, he would definitely fit Deathstroke. I mean, he would be a fucking complete badass as Deathstroke. Um, but yeah, no, I, I don't know, man. I, I'm excited that he's going to be part of the film, especially mm. with, like, James Gunn now, like, you know, guiding the ship. That that should be interesting to have them all together like that. So, I mean, we haven't heard any other casting news. We know that, you know, um, Margaret Robbie is obviously going to be back as Harley Quinn, and that's about it right now. So, but, yeah. Um, moving on. We had a whole lot of trailers. Yeah. Actually. A ton of trailers. Yeah. Last week, as we were recording... The second Hellboy trailer dropped. On an island off the coast of Scotland, something was summoned from the depths of hell. Something that would end mankind. 
on this uh, thing you worried about? Did it show up? Oh, yes. You did. Yes, yes, I did. What were your thoughts on it, Christian? You know, um, I did enjoy it more than the first one, but I'm still in a place of eh. I enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed it. Mm. I, I loved it. I thought it was so much better than the first trailer. Like, I don't know if it was like the orchestra version of Smoke on the Water, you know, playing in the background, but I, it felt like we got a better idea of, you know, this version of the character. I liked, you know, what we saw on screen just from all the action sequences and him facing off against all the creatures and everything. Um, we only got kind of like glimpses, you know, last trailer. Um, I had a better feel for what they were going for. And there were some great visuals going on there, too, where I was like, okay, well, that's interesting. The visuals look good. Mm -hmm. I think it's the lines are not landing for me. Okay. The humor is definitely not hitting anything for me. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. I like the one, what was the, the one line at the end? Where, like, we're the perfect match or something like that. That, yeah, that line, there was some line in there. It was cheesy, but I, it worked for me for some reason. So, um, I don't know. I don't know. I, I enjoyed it. Like, mm. I was surprised by it. Because if you listen to any of these other episodes, I was definitely not impressed with the first trailer. I feel like I'm going so. to go see it for the podcast, but beyond that. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fine. I will definitely be seeing it after this trailer. Mm. You know, unless they release another trailer that just completely sucks. I will definitely see it after that trailer. So, um, we also got a Shazam trailer. How old are you? Basically 15. Dude, did you see that? Yeah, you electrocuted a bus and almost killed these people. And then I got it. I think this is the second trailer? It's the second full trailer. Okay, because I was like, I feel like it's like the fifth or sixth trailer at this point. <laughs> but I guess those were all little like teaser trailers. Mm. What were your thoughts on this one? Um, It's better than the first trailer for me. Uh, but I don't know. At the same point, it didn't do much more to sell me on this film than it already has. I think, I don't know. I like I enjoyed the first trailer. Um, this was more straight comedy. Mm. Uh, it seems like it's going to be a really good time, though. Like, I, it, it really does. Like, I mean, talk about things landing. Like, when he tries to fucking make the giant leap over, you know, the building, and he fucking goes through. Like, he only makes it halfway up mm. and crashes through it. I popped for that. I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, there were some good scenes, you know? It just feels I, like it's going to be a fun movie. Yeah, that's, but that's the same feeling I got from the first trailer. That's what I'm just saying. Okay. You know, I well, think the first trailer be... just felt like it, because you had the whole foster home thing mm -hmm. going on and everything. It felt definitely more, I don't know, like, big, like we were saying. And that's definitely what this movie's going to be, like a, a superhero version of big. But, you know, this was going for the, sh like, straight funny bone, like, the entire, like, trailer. Um, you know, I, I'm actually really excited for this movie and i'm surprised by that um because everything leading up before that first trailer dropped i was like i, I don't want to see this at all you know i'm not a huge shazam fan you know by any means and the casting made me scratch my head but it all kind of makes sense now you know once you actually see it up there so 
I don't know. I don't know. It, lo- it looked fun for, to me. So um, it feels like more in the vein of Aquaman, you know, your favorite movie of this past year. So. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to keep... Uh-huh. Oh, absolutely. That. Absolutely. Do you think if Shazam does very well, they will they will want to do more connecting them? No. I mean, not necessarily. I think they'll kind of like, let's just do our own thing. You know, because it doesn't feel like this is going to be really connected to anything. You had him like fucking throwing a Batman like plush toy at someone. So, I mean, I don't know how like in the DCEU universes. I guess originally there was a talk of a Superman cameo happening in this movie. I don't know if that's still taking place. Nah, at this point it'd probably be an Aquaman cameo. Yeah? Hey, oh my god, even more of a reason for you to love it, right? (laughs) (laughs) I'm hoping that this is better than Aquaman. Huh? I'm hoping that this is better than Aquaman. I hope it's just as good. (laughs) No, I, I... I don't know. I'm interested in this movie. I really am. So I hope it does well. Mm. So uh, what do we have next, Christian? Well, next on the horror side, we have Midsummer. Yes. Is that how we say that? That's how I'm saying it. Okay. Fuck. I was like, I know it's supposed it's to be Swedish, like Midsummer. I don't know. Midsummer. Summer. Some more. Whatever. You can't speak. You can't move. But this opens you up to the influence, and it breaks down your defenses. All right, and this is by Ari Aster, who is the director who directed my favorite film of last year, Hereditary. Our favorite film, Damon? Your favorite film was Aquaman. We've already covered that, Christian. Jesus Christ. (laughs) No, our favorite film, Jesus Christ, Uh, (laughs) Hereditary. So, um... I was really stoked for this movie just from the announcement of mm-hmm. it. Um, after seeing the trailer, um, I'm even more excited. It I, really... I would say I'm almost like terrified of this. Really? Because this felt creepier than what Hereditary gave us. Really? Okay. I mean, the score, just the taste of the score that we got, I mean, was so fucking goblin influenced. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a good thing. Um, it felt like Wicker, like Wicker Man, like meets like Suspiria mm-hmm. in a weird way, um, which makes no sense whatsoever as I say those words. But for some reason, it totally reminded me of both movies, um, and I feel like that's just like the score and like obviously they're doing some kind of like I don't know Maypole ritual or something like that. It's supposed to be some kind of nine day festival that takes place, um, you know which I'm assuming in Sweden, um, mm. you know, you've got like some travelers, you know, coming to this fest and obviously things go awry. Um, it's more of a teaser than a full trailer, uh, but it's cut very well. It's very effective. Um, you know, so I am definitely, you know, looking forward to this movie. Um, but honestly, I probably wouldn't even need to see a trailer for me <laughs> to be excited I don't movie. know, that color palette is terrifying. Yeah, It's so bright and vibrant, and but then you get the gore with inside that vibrant. Well, and I think that's maybe one of the reasons why it reminds me mm-hmm. of Suspiria. Um, you know, the original, I've still yet to see the remake. Um, you know, that along with the, mu- the music, you know, which feels very much like a Goblin, you know, song. Um, 
it reminded me a lot of Suspiria. But yeah, Wicker Man, obviously, you know, you know, just has to be influenced in this mm. movie. Um, just the whole ritual and weird, you know, cult and everything that, you know, aspect that's happening in this trailer. So, um, but yeah, no, I, 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 more horror, man. I mean, there's just gonna, it's gonna be a year for horror. So we've got so many movies coming out, you know, in the next couple of months, you know, it's an exciting time to be a horror fan, really. So, Well, you asked for more horror and we've got more horror. Like we have the Brightburn trailer. I know it's been difficult for you lately. That you feel different from other kids. Just the floor, Brian. You are different. Caitlin, get my hand up. He's a creep. Help him up. What are you doing? Yes. Um, I liked everything that I saw, but at the same time, I felt like I was seeing too much. Mm-hmm. Like this was like the worst kind of trailer where it shows you like literally the entire story. Um, and we kind of, we know this story, you know, it's Superman's story, but we also know the, you know, crazy kid, you know, story that yeah. it's being influenced by. Um, you know, we know all the tropes and they're all there, you know, um, everything looks great, but it didn't really leave much to the imagination, you know, like, um, and hopefully it's one of those things where they're swapping out scenes, you know, where we're not, you know, seeing everything or there's alternate versions of different scenes mm-hmm. happening but like we're literally seeing what it looks like you know main characters deaths you know you know in this trailer which is really disappointing you know i i, I hate that you know when you can like totally anticipate yeah. it, like okay well here's so and so and i know by the trailer that this is going to happen to him so you're just anticipating the entire time um you know, so it just didn't really leave much to the imagination. No, yeah, that, I mean, the end of that trailer feels like it's the final act. Absolutely. So, absolutely. I hate that. I don't know why, you know, I don't, you don't need to go that far. If you have to go that far to sell your movie, then there's something wrong with your movie, you know. And they, I feel like you don't. I feel like it's just mm. bad marketing. I mean, and like from what we got, the little we got with the first trailer, like that was enough for me. Honestly, they could just recut that, add a scene or two here. Um, but it really told us the whole story where we're going, you know, with this trailer. Mm. I have liked Elizabeth Banks's um, delivery so far throughout the trailer. Yes. No, no. I'm sure. And I'm sure I'll, like, mm. I've, it looks great, but I felt like I saw like 70% of the film here. So, I mean, I'm still going to be there opening day, you know, and hopefully there's more to the film than what we saw in this trailer. I just hate when fucking, you know, they do this. Yes. So, but yeah, no, everything looked great. I mean, just the shot of, you know, the kid's eyes fucking lighting up, you know, about to hit the fucking heat vision. Um, the fucking eye gag that they had in there with the the woman in the diner oh, and shit. Yeah. And she's like pulling the glass out of her eye. Oh my God. That's fucking awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, especially to be shown in the, the trailer. I don't even think it was a red band trailer. So, um, you know, good stuff. They didn't show any blood. Yeah, they didn't show any blood, but that was pretty <laughs> horrific. So, um, but yeah, man, I, I'm like I said, it is year of horror right now. So, you know, 2019, put it in the books. So, um, hopefully it does well and we get more. And 2020 is even a bigger year, you know, right? Yes. 
Well, speaking of trailers, on the video game front, we got a huge trailer, right? Yeah, we got the officially the story trailer for Mortal Kombat. But in general, we've been getting awesome releases for every like new character that they have. Well, not new character, but character reveals that they have for the game. Mm-hmm. And it's it's been it's been fucking cool. Okay. Uh, you know, this looks like what a next gen fighting game should look like, and I'm I'm enjoying every aspect of it uh recently we got cassie cage's um character who is the daughter of johnny cage and uh, uh sony blade um, and what they've shown of the story kind of seems like you know time travel can be one of the most a bitch a bitch <laughs> you know one of the most annoying things ever but they seem to really be having fun with it and, I, and that's what i want out of ed boom writing a story like this you okay. know did he write all the other Mortal He's been Kombat? a part of Mortal Kombat since pretty much the beginning. Okay. Okay. So, like, what, what they've given us with this kind of rebooted storyline and Raiden being, you know, the pretty much problem, um, It's it's been interesting to see where they've gotten to Does this point. Does it seem like so. Raiden is going to be the main villain of this game? No. There is a clear main villain. Okay. Um, she is trying to, like, create this, like, time bomb that destroys the current timeline and starts a new one uh which again i guess that's possibility <laughs> I hope not. whatever time travel um she keeps mentioning armageddon which is a mortal combat title yeah so i i'm interested to see if any aspects from armageddon come into play but okay be interesting um are we gonna are you gonna get like the full roster of characters like you know from all the past like like games or is it going to be a little limited like roster and then you're going to like kind of get you know characters as you go along yeah i mean what they've done like in the last couple games where they'll show you a ton of characters but you aren't going to get them for free you know, okay. you're gonna probably pay for a combat pack how much does, down the road how much does it cost to like buy one of those characters like after well they send them out in like packs of four so maybe it'll be like five bucks or ten bucks oh it's not too bad it's not too bad but you can get like a season pass and you'll get everything so <laughs> oh really now how much is a season pass like 20 bucks so you'll just get everything mm. and that that's just for the game itself mm. okay so yeah nowadays you pay sixty dollars for the game twenty dollars for the season pass and what happened to like you beat this level and then you get this character <laughs> does that still happen too it still happens for some games but you know not it's Mortal not... Kombat. <laughs> I'm sure there's characters to be unlocked, but uh... are the fatal- fatalities like easier? Um, there are an easy fatality button so okay. you can hit, but you can like that's only for like maybe it'll give you one that you okay. can do that's easy, but then you still get like a list of three to four that I you can unlock like, spending in the game. hours trying to fucking like master those fatalities. And what they have now is really annoying. It's this thing called... I don't know if it was around in the earliest games, but the Crypt's been around for a while. Mm-hmm. And what you do is you can go in, and it's like it's almost like you're playing a horror game. You're going to each grave, and you're digging out the grave to find special moves and special um, gear and all this shit. Okay. So the last few years, they've been doing this thing where it's like you go into the Crypt, and then you, get, you can unlock a new finisher, or a fatality, I mean, and everything. Okay. Um, or you can pay a certain amount of money to unlock of course, but Of course. <laughs> now, with all the backlash that happened, 
this past year. Yes, with uh, EA and everything. Yes. Are, is Mortal Kombat feeling any of that? Or they um, just get a pass because they're Mortal fucking Kombat? Fighting games do this a lot, so it's pretty standard. Uh-huh. And they're not tied down too hard on their studio, so... Now, is there anything like such like it's like cheat codes like back in the day, or like any like you know ways to get those characters without having to pay for them, quote unquote? <laughs> um, if they have locked characters, you can probably like win towers. But I think, um, I think in Mortal Kombat X, all the characters were unlocked. So I'm okay. assuming it'll continue. So there are no like glitches to exploit in the game or anything like that. Where like secret backdoors to nah. you know, no. No. Uh, another feature I hope doesn't return was you could, um, they had a mobile edition and you could only unlock certain skins and like costumes for these characters if you played the mobile version. Oh, God. Eventually, of course, later on, you could just pay for them. So. Yeah. But yeah. Did you play the mo- the mobile version? I did not. I just bought the, um, the uh, they gave the extra large version of the game later on on PlayStation. That's when I bought it. Okay. Okay. So is this probably one of your most anticipated games this year? This year, yeah. So far, I'm I mean, I'm absolutely loving everything they're showing. Gameplay looked really balanced. Um it seems like instead of cuz when they introduce characters like the children of this and this character, it can yeah. be kind of annoying. Yes. But it seems like this game they've really decided to develop these characters more and kind of give them their own self. Like um Jax has a daughter that's in this game. In the last game it was just Jax. It was just another person with with gun attachments to her arms, and she was just punching. That was so it was a female version of Jax. Exactly. Okay. This time, she looks like they've revamped her completely. And, you know, she has a lot more. Like her guns can do so much more in the game. So she has her own like personality. Yes. Okay. If it, and that's how it seems across the board. And when you have that, plus now you have time travel, so you have you know old versions of these characters returning. New version, um, the older versions, all this type of like things that you can do. The game um, is now is completely customizable too, where you can choose like um, your loadout for how these characters fight. You can choose the way they look. Um, someone must be a Cody Rhodes fan because they put um, the bullet, pretty much the Bullet Club is all right as a like little costume os- option in the game. Really, and he was didn't he? Go he was one? at the thing, yes. Interesting. Is he supposed to be, like, influencing one of the characters? Because we were talking about, like... No, Johnny... I don't know. Jo- Johnny Cage has just, like, a belt option that says the Bullet Gang is alright. And I don't know if that's just, like, just an Easter egg for no reason or what. But Huh, I wonder, did they base some of the character? Like, he doesn't look like Cody, no. right? I don't know. All right. I don't know if they have any involvement down the road. That'd be funny. This would be the perfect fucking <laughs> yes. Cage. Absolutely, he'd the play perfect, a perfect cage. cage. Yes, there's another film. He better fucking be mm-hmm. Cage. So, um, but yeah, because we were, I was joking about that about you know Cody possibly being the game. Mm-hmm. What a weird crossover that would be <laughs> between WWE and AEW. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that's interesting that they went that route. Um, but yeah, all right. Well, and I love fighter games, yeah. so maybe I'll actually pick it up. Um, the beta will be coming out later this month. I'm going to be picking it up so I can get the beta. So, okay, all right, all right. Do I'm sure we'll impressions hear, then. hear your review then, right? Yes, yeah. all right. Damon, convention season is finally upon us. Are you going to see 2e2 this year? I think I'm going to try, but I, I feel like three day passes might be sold out. 
Well, you got to check out SeatGiant.com, man. SeatGiant.com? That's right. Get all your hottest tickets to all your major sporting events and concerts. Even conventions? Even conventions. Don't just buy tickets, Christian. Buy the experience. And right now, if you use the promo code NERDSHOW, you'll get additional savings. SeatGiant.com. So that's going to do it for news. On to comics. On to comics. All right, man. So first up this week, we have Uncanny X-Men number 13. Cyclops and Wolverine have drawn together a new team of X-Men from the ashes of X-Men Dissembled. And now they turn their eyes to setting their agenda. I really enjoyed this issue. I will say right up front. Mm -hmm. I like that it was kind of setting up a mission statement. He had like a hit list like he put together. I love how fucking dark this book is. Um, You know, I love like how when they're like putting together this list and it was a weird list of like people like they were going after some like, you know, bigger, you know, villains that you would expect them to look for. But like, you know, there's like, I think the Neo like mutants on there, Mm. you know, which was like a group that they did in this, you know, this like, oh God, whose arc was it? It was supposed to be like a reboot for the X-Men. Um, it's like this like group of mutants who've like even like you know evolved past you know mutants. So like, but we haven't really like I thought they were going to be like the next big thing, and then we haven't heard anything from them <laughs> since. And this was like almost like fifteen twenty years ago. I'm trying to think of the artist who was like the writer on that book. It was supposed to be like huge, but then it ended up not panning out at all. So um, you have like Kitty Pride with like one of Wolverine's like claws, like, you know, taped to her hand and everything. It was really cool visually, but, you know, did nothing. Rogue and Colossus were in a relationship. You know, it was like one of those things where like there's a time jump like uh, for a couple mm-hmm. months and all these like weird, like all this weird shit was going on. But anyway, <laughs> I digress. Um, the list was kind of weird. Like, you know, like there's characters on there too. Like I didn't even think we're alive anymore. And then we know, like, Magneto and Apocalypse are, like, actually yeah. part of whatever's going on in with uh, the whole, like... But they don't know that. Yeah, that's true. That's true. So, I don't know. Maybe we'll get, like, an, an issue where they're hunting and they discover that. Or maybe they figure that out when they're searching, mm-hmm. you know, for a way to, to bring back the, you know, X-Men. But, um, yeah, I mean, the shit with uh, Multiple Man, you know, when they're in the caves and everything like that and... They find, like, these, like, robotic, you know, cyborg versions of, like, some of his dupes. Dude, he, he has a rough fucking life. Yes, yes. And that scene, though, where he has to absorb one of them mm-hmm. back into himself while they're dying, I thought that was really moving, um, you know, and horrific at the same time. So, um, the stakes are real in this book, you know, and I like that we're following this, like, small squad of X-Men. It's refreshing after, you know, the past decade or two of having these huge bloated teams, you know, where there's just too many characters to keep track of. No, this is exactly what we wanted when they said that they're making just two books with two teams and that was going to be it. Are you talking yeah. about with the blue and with gold? blue and gold. This is mm-hmm. exactly what I wanted. And yes. I like, no. And then that, that, of course, blew up into massive proportions and we got multiple more books and... This reminds me a lot of, like, the first run of X-Men books that I ever picked up from, like, the late 80s, where it was, like, they were, like, in the outback, 
you know, kind of like on the run, um, just this like rogue squad of X-Men, you know, kind of just operating on the outside of like the Marvel Universe. You know, th- that's the team I fell in love with. Um, and a lot of these characters are actually represented there. But I just like the dynamics that they're like, you know, they've got going on between the characters and everything like that. Because it does feel so like thrown together, but mm-hmm. it, it just makes it feel so fresh too. Um, you know. Um, well, also still handling a lot of their past. Yes, yes. And I love what they did with the um, costumes. How mm-hmm. they had to go back to a lot of their like older like looks and everything and they're all like different generations of mm. the you know from the different generations of those characters so i thought that was really cool and wolverine's I, in the brown costume he's in right? the brown costume i love the brown <laughs> and that's the costume that you know i fell in love with wolverine in. Mm. so i love that brown costume you know and that's from that generation of wolverine uh, when i started reading so i was really happy to see that return and everything so um I don't know. This is a great book. We got Dark Beast in this book, um, you know, from the original Age of Apocalypse. Now, the last time we saw Dark Beast, he was being hunted, right? That was in Uncanny X-Men. That oh. was like the first, do you remember that? He was like in the sewer or something. He was on the run. Yeah, but he wasn't, he wasn't all mechanical, was he at the time? No, 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 no. And I'm trying to think because we like discovered like Sugar Man was killed. Was that Cable who was hunting him down? I'm not sure. I'm trying to piece that together. I was like, wait a second. Last time we saw Dark Beast, he was alive, but this is alluding to him being like dead. Mm-hmm. So I'm, maybe I'm misremembering. So, but whatever. I like the fact that like he was brought back by Mister Sinister, of course, and you know he's got this insane fucking you know cyborg spider body thing going on. Um, you know, I, I don't know. It just. The stakes feel so much more real, even mm. though we've seen them face off, you know, big bads before and everything like Apocalypse. But them being in this like, I don't know, this state of just having to hide and being hunted by everyone, everyone's against them. It's really cool to see. Yeah. So they're not in a big mansion anymore. They're <laughs> literally living in the back of a bar. <laughs> they don't feel like they're just another like agent in this world. You know? Yes. Yes, yes, they're fighting for their survival, and it feels real, you know. Mm. So, yeah, no, this is one of my favorite books right now. I'm not going to lie. So, um, moving on. Yes, we have Avengers number 16, War of the Vampires, part 3. Welcome to the Avengers, Blade. Hope you survived the experience. Though, there are plenty of vampires out there that definitely won't. As the Civil War tearing apart the world... Wide undead community rages on. All right, that blurb really didn't have much to do with the story. <laughs> no, no. I but... feel like that's the same blurb for the last two books. Uh-huh. So, um, I dug this. I love this storyline, you know, going on. Once again, it's something different for the Avengers mm-hmm. to be going up against. Um, I'm kind of getting into the whole vampire-like politics. <laughs> like... <laughs> it's just interesting to see that side of the Marvel Universe. Mm. Um you know, I don't read many of the vampire, like, you know, books out there. Like, the darker version of Marvel books, like Doctor Strange and everything like that. So, um, you know, I didn't really know what the deal was with, you know, Dracula nowadays and everything. I actually, there was a time where, like, Doctor Strange, like, cast a spell and, like, got rid of all the vampires. Um, you know, obviously, clearly, that's not the case anymore because mm. there's civil wars. That shit usually shit. doesn't work out for him. Yes, yes. <laughs> so, um, 
Once again, though, I love how much the book is focused on Robbie. Um, I agree, and I think this book, well, this whole storyline has been going in the right direction for Robbie. Yeah, you know him dealing with the ghost rats. You know, instead of it just being this like two entities that he's kind of like dealing with or slightly controlling. He's I kind of love the metaphor of him being stuck on yes. the expressway, <laughs> no you know, moving. in a giant like you know traffic jam, like him, like you know, not being in control of Ghost Rider. Um, and I loved, you know, what a threat like Ghost Rider became, you know, when he was completely unleashed, um, you know, with like Captain Marvel mm-hmm. and Thor and everything, and I, those exchanges between you know everyone, you know, were. You know, Captain Marvel's trying not to go full power on him and everything like that, but then she has to, and Thor just doesn't seem like he gives a shit. Like, mm. you know, he, he feels like, well, I just got to take him down regardless. You know, it is what it is. You know, Captain Marvel's a little more sympathetic, um, but, you know, when she has to, she takes him down. So, um, you know, I mean, it was a little too convenient that, you know, in the long run, it was Blade who just ran up and bit his yes. neck and, you know, spit out. I felt like out. that was super disappointing for what they were doing. Yes. You know, like, he, he's about to have this moment where he has to overcome. And just, you know, Blade just walks up. I took care of it. Oh, so you want to see, like, Robbie overcome it? Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, sure, it's, it's cheesy to have him, you know, overcoming this super fast. But I feel like this was the perfect start to where they're going in general. Like, I feel like you're still going to go down that same road with, because we have Blaze show up at the end, uh, having talked to um, Robbie while he was stuck in hell. And I don't know what their relationship is like, uh, Johnny Blaze and Robbie. You know, I'm sure they've interacted before mm. prior. Um, you know, I don't know, like, since Johnny's taken over hell at this point. I don't know what that relationship's like or if they've even, you know... I totally forgot that, too. Yeah, right? Yeah, I did, too, honestly. Um, it was a cool scene, though. Mm-hmm. It was a nice, you know, scene at the end of the book to have him show up the way he did. But um, I liked, actually, the interaction between um, Robbie and Blade, where they were sitting there, you know, against the car, and Blade was like, you know, do you have any, like, loved ones that can't protect themselves? You know, and he's like, get out now. Um, I thought that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. So it really sets things up, you know, for, you know, something. Because usually with, you know, the Ghost Rider, their loved ones don't fare well. So, um, you know, it's happened to Johnny. It's happened to, you know, Danny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I do fear for his brother. Pretty tragic for his brother. Yes. Yes. So, um, you know, it's a character who's completely torn, you know, and, you know, trying to figure out his way in this world and everything. And after the roller coaster ride he had last arc of, you know, you know, he, he alludes to like, you know, punching a celestial, <laughs> literally mm-hmm. being powerful enough, um, to like completely losing control of himself again and feeling like he's like at like, you know, stage one of, you know, where he was in the beginning. Um, you know, it, it's, it's kind of. I don't know. It's it's a good reintroduction of the character for me, mm-hmm. you know, because you know I read a couple of the books before, um, and it really didn't do much for me. I thought it was a cool idea for the character, but it just didn't really push any buttons. Um, I've fallen in love with the character through the Avengers now, 
So, and the Avengers book really has been his book. If you think mm-hmm. about it, like he's really been the main focus. Do you think that they're going to take a break from him right now since he's going to be off? I don't think he's off for long. I think this is his arc, honestly. Um, you know, I think he's really kind of the main course. Um, you know, I mean, you, you've got everything going on with Blade and everything like that. I feel Blade is not long for the team. Maybe he lasts another couple missions after this, um, which is too bad. You know, it's unfortunate because I do love that character. And I think it'd be interesting to see him in this more like, you know, super heroic, you know, lights, you know, him dealing with these situations that he mm-hmm. wouldn't naturally like come across. But I feel like it's more of a like, I don't know, glorified you know guest appearance honestly you know um but yeah yeah i don't know i I, like i said everything i loved everything with the um winter guard and dracula with the um red widow yes you know she just seems like a fucking complete badass right do you still think that there's a chance it's black widow still I don't know. I don't know. Like I said, it'd be so on the nose, mm. but like almost like perfect at the same time. <laughs> um, no, not at this point, but I can't figure out. It, it's someone, mm-hmm. you know, there's a reason why she's covered like that. And it's someone surprising. So I just don't know who it could be at this point. Um, you know, it's probably someone very obvious like Black Widow, but, you know, I don't know. I'm, I'm going to guess it's probably like a S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. But I went, I'm trying to figure out who, because it's... What a lot S.H.I.E.L.D. Of people, agent would you think it'd be, though? I don't know. There's a lot of people that are working in smaller teams and other books right now. So, I, I, like, I was going to say maybe um, uh, Mockingbird, but she's on a small, another team. She And she's, um, I think she's currently in the last Captain America issue. She's part of, I think it's like the Ladies of Liberty or something like that. Uh, she's working with Wasp. Yeah, she working, too. Uh, um, well, she shows up with um, Spider Woman and th- this whole group, oh, okay. Misty Knight. Um, really, it, we did review the book, <laughs> so we'll get into it next time we decide to review the book. But um, this like out of nowhere team, but I was like, wow, that's a badass fucking team. I want to see them have their own book. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was in that, but it doesn't mean she can't do double duty. No, it would be interesting if it was like Maria Hill or something like that. Oh, uh, mm, yeah. Kind of working like the Russians or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I could see that. It's Black Widow. <laughs> Most likely. <laughs> it's so like, she's you asked, pres- I was like, called myself Red Widow and you still couldn't guess it. She's still presumed dead, right? I don't think no. I don't think oh, so. Oh, because right? she shows back up with the um, yeah. She's she's a part Infinity of the whole Infinity War. Wars. Yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, no, she's she's alive and well right now. Um, but yeah, no, I, that was a badass scene though, where she just starts slaughtering fucking mm. vampires. You know, and it's not a promise of I will stop. It's a I will do it quickly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know, she's not afraid of Dracula, so that says a lot. Um, but yeah, no, I mean. Good chapter. Mm-hmm. Good chapter of this arc. Alright, moving on. We got Champions number three. The ultimate sacrifice or the ultimate betrayal. Miss Marvel will find out the truth, even if it kills her. Alright, man. So, what were your thoughts on this? Um, you know, it's, I feel like it's a middling issue for where they're at at the moment, but... It's kind of setting yeah. the table. I still liked a lot of the elements that was going on. I love what's going on with Miles. 
you know, realizing he didn't save the um, girl that he originally did and trying to understand, like, what was the cost of my decision? That was really heartbreaking mm-hmm. when he has, is it Pinpoint? Is that the name of the character? The oh, teleporter? I, I, is it Pinpoint? Is that her it's hero a, name? A or? younger, it's a younger character. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm not, I don't remember. He has them, like, teleport him mm-hmm. to, you know, um, where, oh God, where does it take place? Dobe. Okay. He has them, yeah. He gets teleported to Dobe, and it's, like, literally the scene, you know, where everything happens, and there's, like, a vigil going on where like there's prayer and everything like that and he like actually confronts the mother of the you know the mm-hmm. the girl that he you know couldn't save or didn't save because he rewound time um to save miss marvel and vivian um it was just i mean just heartbreaking between those two and everything and like it, what, what was the line we talked about oh she explains that it was god's will uh-huh. And he realizes, oh, God's will was to have her alive. Yes, know? exactly. And um, to me, that tells me this is all part of Mephesto's mm-hmm. game plan here. Yes, you know, saving Miss Marvel and Vivian, there were no strings attached from Miles and, you know, um, Braun. But now I feel like Miles is going to get duped into saving this girl. Um, and there will definitely be consequences for that. I feel like it'll be the same thing, but with the Nova storyline, I feel like it'll be Nova who finds Peril. So that's my route. So you think those two storylines cross over somehow? No, I feel like Miles will have to make a choice again when Nova dies. Oh, you think Nova's going to die? Yes. Okay. I don't know where they're going with the Nova storyline, and I could care less with the Nova storyline. <laughs> I'm just done with Sam without doing. the... I don't know, man. I feel like I feel like the setup is to save that girl. Mm-hmm. Like after the interaction with the mother and everything like that, I don't know if Miles is going to be able to live with himself. He's a Spider Man, mm-hmm. you know, and Spider Man lives on guilt. So um, if he's anything like Peter, you know, it's definitely going to come into play, um, and it just feels like something Mephisto would have planned for. So, um, but yeah, no, it may, maybe it ends up being Nova, you know, um, I feel like that storyline is going to end up with just Nova getting the helmet back somehow, you know, I'm surprised that they haven't tried to like do a mission to go to like the Nova Corps and like mm-hmm. steal the helmet back or something like that, you know, at this point. And then he also explained that he's too embarrassed to ask, um, Riri for a costume. Really? Yeah. Okay. Get over it. <laughs> We haven't seen Ironheart, right? Um, was she in the? Issues, no. Yeah, was she? She wasn't in the first issue either, right? Um, no, but she was part of the last like champions line. Yeah, I know, I know, I but no, she's still supposed to be part of the squad. Maybe so I'm surprised we to... haven't seen her. She is in her own book. Maybe she's got stuff going on that we're not. Whatever. We don't this know. is the Marvel universe, man. You'd be in like five books a month. Get out of here. <laughs> so I'm just hoping that she's actually part of the roster. Mm-hmm. So because um, it feels like she should be a main character. Um, but yeah, no, it was a good book. I'm, I'm curious to see how everything plays out. You know, um, I like how the characters are being written. I think Zub is like handling them really well. Um, they feel authentic. It feels like Miles. You know, it feels like Miles did when he was written by Bendez. So you know, a very like multi layered character. 
Um, so he has he's got depth. So and I, I couldn't say that about like the last like champions. No, so. it'll be very interesting to see how Kamala Khan reacts to the, the truth. Yes, of what happened because it definitely feels like she's about to learn a lot. Mm. So, all right. Well, moving on, we have Doomsday Clock number nine. Yes, I took honors of the DC read. <laughs> that uh, always ends up working <laughs> out somehow. Just somehow. <laughs> uh, the critically acclaimed series by Masters storytellers Jeff Johns and Gary Frank reaches its most shocking chapter yet when the DC Universe collides with its greatest threat, Dr. Manhattan. But nothing is hidden from Manhattan and the secrets of the past, present, and future will rock the very foundation of DC Universe. Christian. I always love Dr. Manhattan's, like, moments. Mm-hmm. When he's, you know, he's constantly like, this is happening at this point. This is happening at this point. This is happening in the future. And he doesn't, he can't, like, place himself anywhere because he's at all time. Uh-huh. You know? I always, I, that writing mechanic always just gets me. Yeah. Um, it's like a kid with an ant farm. Yeah. You know, where he's just really curious how everything's working and, you know, but there's a moment where he could just shake the whole fucking thing. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> At any moment, he could just decide, okay, you know, fuck this. Um, just to see what happens. So, I mean, it is it is very childlike, too. So, and just his, like, so they end up, all of the heroes, apparently, end up going to Mars to confront Dr. Manhattan because they feel like he's the source of everything that's happened, you know, in Russia and everything. So, it's also a ploy to run away from the consequences that's going on. You feel like this, yes. the heroes are trying to run away? I don't feel like they're trying to run away, but they're getting out of what's going on in the U.S. because the U.S. is turning against them mm-hmm. completely. Mm-hmm. They're condemning them. You do have that one scene where Oliver's like, you know, you guys aren't worth the piss that you know mm-hmm. superman or something like that i'm paraphrasing um i don't see the heroes like running from that though. well the president's calling them out and then the rest of the world is calling them out and that president is very much donald trump by yes. the way. very <laughs> much so um i don't know if i i don't know if i could come to grips with that angle if that's the case i can't I imagine think it's the heroes both they running. they found a source to their problem and then they also have this issue happening. I think it's the heroes being stupid and not having a leader. Because Wonder Woman's not with them. No. Superman's not with them. You don't have the Trinity with them. And mm. Batman's not with them. And literally Batman wakes up like, they're what? They're doing what? No, wait. You know, he's trying desperately to reach out to them. I just don't see, I mean, maybe some of those heroes, but I feel like most of those heroes would not run, mm. you know. From, you know, innocence, you know. I think it's them just being stupid and fucking, you know, running to situations, guns blazing, you know, um, you know, without thinking first. Um, you know, and they're being obviously completely duped by, you know, Adrian. You know, this is obviously him behind everything. Mm. So, um, but that being said, I felt like this was a very well-executed book. Um, it reminded me just the whole scenario of all the heroes, you know, um, you know, surrounding Dr. Manhattan remind me a lot of Infinity Gauntlet. You know, them kind of in this, like, impossible situation and them just, like, tack, trying to tackle, you know, this insanely powerful character head-on. But that's what kind of made it fun. 
you know, mm. kind of seeing all these characters interacting and, you know, just feeling so hopeless against Dr. Manhattan. There's a point where they actually feel like they've defeated him mm-hmm. and he just completely comes back together. Um, just a great scene. So um, I really thought it was, you know, well done. The Batman moment was fantastic with him waking up from like the coma. I don't know how many di- days have passed, but he wakes up and right away he realizes, you know, that something's, you know, awry. Um, you know, and then the reveal with Firestorm. Um, oh, yes. That, you know, that the professor is, you know, not who he is, you know, who we've, you know, grown to love and known all these years that, you know, um, that he's actually part of this whole Superman, Superman theory. Yeah. So, um, you know, which was shocking, you know, um, but yeah, no, just a well done issue. Um, obviously, you know, they all but say it right away that, you know, just that one moment on the, you know, train when, you know, Dr. Mahan moves, you know, the lantern over just a couple inches, completely reset the whole DC universe, um, which is, it was, it's a cool concept, you know, um, we'll see where it goes from. We'll see how everything like ties together. I thought it was interesting too, with Lex approaching, um, Lois, um, with Superman laying there in a coma, he brings up, uh, Wally West. So we know we've got shit going on with Wally over in Heroes uh, Crisis. Crisis yeah. So we'll see if those connect in any way. So, um, yeah, no. I, and we're supposed to get another issue this month, right? Yes, yeah, later this month. Yeah. So, I mean, that should be that should be fun. Yeah, we're, we're getting we don't have to really... wait, actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we don't have to wait two fucking months to get another issue. We're getting pretty damn close to the end. Yes, yes. God, yeah, we've got, what, three more issues? Mm-hmm. So this is supposed to conclude in, like, June. So <laughs> we're almost oh, well. there. We're almost there. <laughs> All right, well, that's going to do it for comics, man. Yeah, we have wrestling to talk about. Sometimes you want to go where nobody knows your name. The Small Town Mentality Podcast with Ben and Austin. What's up, guys? Excuse me, it's me. It's your host, Ben and Austin, from the Small Town Mentality Podcast. And if you're some real cool dudes... Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. Oh, my bad. We got to keep a PC for this promo. You can follow us on Twitter at STMPod, on Instagram at Small Town Mentality Podcast, and on Facebook at STMPod. You can find us everywhere podcasts are played. Yep. So if you're some real cool dudes... Excuse me, it's ma'am. My bad, sir. I didn't mean to call you that. Excuse me, it's ma'am. I'll keep that in mind next time we have it up. <laughs> Come check us out. Small Town Mentality Podcast. Excuse me, it's ma'am. I didn't even say sir that time. I could everything I could to respect this business. I worked my ass off and I exceeded every expectation. I poured my heart out and sacrificed my body for your entertainment. And what'd you do, huh? You booed me out the Staples Center in Los Angeles, my home. You cheered for Becky Love out here, working my ass off to entertain you. Well, you know what? No, no, I am done pretending. I am no longer here to entertain you. I would break Charlotte and Becky's noses if I so much as sneezed in their direction, and you know it. No. I'm not your dancing monkey. Not 
anymore. Damn your fantasies. Damn the man. Screw the woo. And no more Mrs. Nice Bitch. All right, Damn, you ready to talk some wrestling? Not really. I mean, <laughs> if we have to. I fucking hate this pay-per-view. All right. Let it me start off on a really shitty note. <laughs> <laughs> this pay-per-view is such a momentum killer. I really, I don't know, man. I'm just over this. I feel like it just screws up storylines. But damn it, it's the it, fast lane. Is it though? It speeds up the road to. I felt like Roadblock was a better name oh, for this yeah. pay per view because <laughs> it feels like a roadblock. I mean, I don't know. It just it causes so much. Like just I don't know. I feel like the writers have to overwrite and stretch these storylines too far. And... I'm sorry that they have to write it all. To be honest, with you. <laughs> that's true. But yeah, now I guess I guess we got a preview fast lane. Yes. All right, man. So we're going to talk about what happened in Raw and SmackDown throughout the preview. But first off, we're getting a pre-show match that I'm going to actually watch this time. Ah, you're going to tune in. I'm going to tune in. Hell yeah. It's Rey Mysterio versus Andrade. Yes. Um, You know, it's going to be on the kickoff show. Hopefully that means it'll actually get some time because it's the only like match announced right now. I guess. Um, I but those promo packages run way too fucking long on that thing. Do they? Yes. They go everything that you see during the actual pay per view. They play all those video packages throughout the entire um, kickoff. Uh, show. Oh, really? Okay. And I, I, for one of the like shows, I tuned in and like, like in the middle of the match, they like did a yeah. promo. I was like, that's for ridiculous. the pay per view. Yes, <laughs> pay per view. I'm obviously about to watch. No. So, I don't know. I don't get it. But yeah, Mysterio Andrade, they really don't have much of a story going in, you they know, to this like match. Um, you know, they've been both involved in the U.S. title mm. matches the last couple weeks. Um, we saw this week Samoa Joe picked up the title. Big surprise, big shocker. I thought Truth was going to carry that belt all the way to WrestleMania. He actually had a pretty entertaining, like, you know, storyline going on with his hero worship of John Cena, you know. Um, but... Samojo got the title, and I couldn't be happier about it. So we'll and see even, what happens. He seemed genuinely happy. Yes, yes. <laughs> well, it's his first, like you know, main roster title win, mm-hmm. so it's a pretty big deal for him. Hopefully, they do him right and you know make that title mean something again. I feel like he's not the type of guy to let it be ignored, no matter what. Yeah, but he's not really in charge. Of he's anything, not in charge. So, but... I mean, he can't really choke people out in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I wish he could, but, you know, whatever. So, But hopefully it legitimizes the title a little. I mean, it's been fun with Truth. I'm not going to lie. I've ate the shit up. Mm. I really have. It made me really appreciate Truth the last couple weeks. But, you know, I, I feel like this is going to lead, though, the way they've been booking everything to, like, some kind of, like four-way match or ladder match or something like that with you know a bunch of competitors oh, you know, i can picture the six man already yeah yeah i feel like that's gonna end up happening although people were kind of today uh we're recording this on thursday um we're speculating that maybe you know we get that john cena samoa joe match that were that they were kind of talking about. It's not a bad idea. Where you have like his truth keeps on bringing up John Cena and everything mm. like that. Maybe Joe chokes out Truth, and then you know his hero arrives, John Cena, <laughs> to save the day. But Joe and Cena have like history together. I think they trained together or something. Mm. So um, it would make sense, and it's a match that John Cena's kind of talked about in the past, like wanting. No, I can so. totally picture it. You know, 
truths out there in the middle of the ring, just having a good time. Samoa Joe comes down and just trashes all over him mm-hmm. and Cena, and then Cena's music hits. His hero yes. shows up. <laughs> and just the look on Truth's face as John uh-huh. Cena shows up and hits the <laughs> ring would just be priceless. So I'd love that. But um, yes, anyway, back to Mysterio and Andrade. Um, hopefully, if there is, you know, a, some kind of, you know, bigger like US title match, uh, multi man, they're part of it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I feel like it makes sense the way they're going right now because I don't know what the WrestleMania plans would be at this point. Um, I I'm can't imagine them facing each other again. Or I'm just... afraid it's going to end up like a spot in the Andre. Yes, Royal. that's yeah. how I feel right now, which is just unfortunate because they've had some really like great matches so far. Um, you know, so it would be disappointing, but. Uh, but I'm not going to complain about this match being here. So mm. I'm, I'm glad that at least we're getting something worthwhile in the kickoff show. Right. You haven't been enjoying the Cruiserweight matches? And I, the haven't, random I haven't seen tag matches? any of them, Christian. <laughs> 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 you know that. You're the one who's reviewing those every week. <sighs> yeah. so, but, uh, all right. Who do you have going over here? Um, well, what's... What's the 50-50 right now? What's Who's winning? <laughs> I don't know. I think... Andrade won the last match, like the first match they were in, mm-hmm. actually, and then the second match they were they went like 10, 15 minutes, but then it got interrupted. It was like a month ago. They've had some tags, I believe, in between there. I feel like Mysterio's due for a win. Yeah, you know he's been losing a lot on TV lately, so um, I'm gonna say Mysterio for me. I'm gonna say Mysterio with a roll up. Okay. All right. We're going to go. We're going Mysterio. All right. Hopefully it leads to more matches between these guys. Give me a best out of seven. I'm cool with that. You know, go Booker T and Benoit from the <laughs> late 90s. I'll take it. Um, next up. And this match feels like it's kind of teetering on maybe being on the kickoff show. The only thing I think is saving is the fact that the NXT guys are part of it. Uh, we've got the Raw Tag Team Championship match, the Revival versus Aleister Black and Ricochet versus Bobby Roode and Chad Gable. No, that sounds like a pre-show match. Yes. I, like I said, the only reason I feel like it's going to be on the main card is because of Black and Ricochet. I will say, the Aleister Black and Ricochet gif going around where they're both doing the springboard, it's it's like my favorite thing. It's pretty awesome. Weeks. It, was, it was pretty <laughs> awesome. So... Um, so far, so good, but, you know, with what they're doing with NXT guys right now. Uh, we found out just, I mean, a day ago that uh, uh, Chopper's out. Injured, yeah. yeah, it could be for almost a year, neck injury. So that's horrible. Um, I don't know how they're going to rectify that with, like, you know, storyline-wise. NXT, they're obviously, like, leaning up to a match between him and Johnny at, you know, TakeOver for Mania. So, that's, Side note, if there's one guy I don't want to see go into those chambers that um, Dan O'Brien was talking about and just staring off into space, it's not Ciampa. Oh my you gosh. Know? That would be <laughs> fantastic <coming> though, right? <laughs> that would fit his game. He's got to come back as a fucking beast mm-hmm. though. You know, just a complete psycho. Like, just felt like, feel. I mean, I'm guessing he'll probably come back to NXT since he has so much like unfinished business. Right? Well, we can only imagine what's going to be like a year from now. You know? Well, I guess if Johnny's up though, mm-hmm. if he's on the main roster... He would probably like come up on the main roster and just like attack him out of nowhere. Yeah, I could. See what a that. great like it's a whole year just building Gorgano up. 
Yes. And there comes Chapa to ruin it. Yes, yes. During like his first title match yeah. or something like that. <laughs> that'd be perfect. And then we could get a huge feud between those two. Mm. You know, which I'd be on board for. So, um, but yeah, no, that it's really bad news. That just sucks. Yes. Horrible timing. Um, but yeah, uh, for this match, man, I don't know. I I, I gotta the, assume that the they're ro- going to keep it on. You know, I, the revival at this point. You think so? Uh, maybe Bobby Roode and Chad are just there to do the job. Mm-hmm. You know, so Alistair Black and Ricochet still look strong. Do they keep Black and Ricochet together through Mania? Do they continue to go after the belts? If they don't have anything better for... Because I... Because has Black even been or heel on NXT or anything like that? No. Do you have them go against each other? I don't. I don't see them having a program against each other anytime. It soon. would just feel so like shoehorned, mm-hmm. like out of nowhere. I mean, I wouldn't be against it. Um, I could see like Ricochet definitely like if it ends up being like a ladder match for that U.S. title, like yes. throwing Ricochet in there. Um, you know, but I, I feel like they might stick with them as a tag team, you know, and have like a you know, a revival versus you know Black and Ricochet match at Mania have that be like a, i mean it's quite a time to like build it up mm-hmm. you know you've got a, what another five weeks or so but well they barely you know, s- touch the surface of making a story for these actual titles yeah because so. you i mean yeah they've just had matches now and the revivals just lost you know both of them well the first one was against gargano and Ciampa. Mm-hmm. so um but you also have black and uh ricochet over on smackdown too they've they've been floating between both shows mm-hmm. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens here. I, I really don't know how they book these guys. I feel like they don't know how they're going to book mm-hmm. them right now. They just wanted star power, apparently. You know, McMahon felt like he didn't have any stars. You know, it's like, well, whose fucking fault is that, Vince? <laughs> so, they they just went ahead and, you know, stole all NXT's, like, top four talents. Um, yeah. You know, and that's got to completely screw... Because, like, are these guys going to do, like, double duty for TakeOver? And Mania? Are they going to be working Saturday and Sunday that weekend? I feel like they would do that to them. You know? That's rough. Mm. You know, I'm sure they're fine. That's quite a payday for them. But, I mean, that's rough. You know, and it's just storyline-wise. We've kind of seen it in the past with, like, like, like Corbin did mm. take over and then he was in the Andre the Giant, like, Battle Royal. But that's the Battle Royal. I just, I don't want to see these guys in the fucking Battle Royal because that's just a waste. That's just a fucking. It's one hundred percent possible. Yeah, oh, absolutely! Please. Who who fills the void with them off of NXT? I don't know, man. I really don't. That's that's a huge void to fill. That really is. So I mean, we feel know, this way every time that they do this, but you got Matt time, Riddle right now. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, he's making a name for himself. Um, you know, I I really don't know though. You know, I mean, it. That's a bit. That's four major players. I mean, maybe they, you know, pump the brakes on Johnny coming up mm. now, and you know, put the belt on him and have him have a nice run with it. So, that'd be a good if Kushida finally gets announced and everything. That'd be a good foil for him, Kushida versus Gorgano. Yeah. While there's nothing going on with Chapa out of the way. So then, is do you still book uh, Johnny as a heel? Yeah. Okay, but then how do you have Champa like get it's ridden here. off the show? 
Oh, I don't Does know. Johnny, like, attack him and just brutalize him or something? You know, so he's stripped of the title. Be revenge. You know, and then he, he's allowed to stay heel, though. Mm-hmm. Like, he just completely, like, we're actually, like, the fans actually sympathize with, like, Ciampa. So, I don't know. We'll see what happens. You know, I'm sure they're going to have to do something because I, I think the Dusty Classic's already in the can. Mm-hmm. So, and I have not read any spoilers for it if it is. So, um, but yeah, and I, I still, the other thing is, I still feel like more like talent is going to be coming from NXT after Mania. So, I don't know who else is left, but you I know, sh- I don't know because they're not doing anything with the talent that they have, really. They're having the, they're having the guys win matches, yes. But we we just had a big call up, and none of those guys are doing shit. Yeah, yeah, they seem to be handling this call up a lot better than the one that we just got mm-hmm. though, like a month or so ago. Although fucking um, heavy machinery is all over the shows, you know Vince lo- must love those fucking guys. So I mean they're getting you know some time and everything like that. But EC three, I mean he was backstage once again staring at himself in the mirror. You know, spraying himself as the Saturday Night Live guys were walking around. It's just a joke. So, and I'm surprised by that because I felt like you know he would be yeah, someone who definitely get that top guys. Now that once again, Dolph for fucking, I felt like a year was walking around introducing himself to people. Um, so maybe it's one of those things. You know, it, it just feels like Vince is trying to make these guys earn their stripes when they get called up, and it's just ridiculous. You know, I mean, you want to talk about momentum killing, mm-hmm. you know, you've got, they're part of your fucking company, you know, regardless of you keeping up with NXT or not. So, I mean, yeah, they're getting called up, but they earned their stripes down there. So they shouldn't have to fight, you know, scratch and claw once they get up. It's like, he's not recognizing them as like WWE guys. So they're not just getting like the proper, you know, treatment when they get called up, yeah. you know, that initial push. So it's it's weird. It's a weird situation. So, but anyway, what the hell match are we on right now? Uh, next, we have the women's <laughs> oh, tag well, team. So, do you have the revival going over? I there? have the revival going over. Okay, I'm gonna say the revival too. Okay, just because of the way they've been booked the mm-hmm. last couple of weeks, I feel like they're gonna. They, have they to, need a big win. They need to get a little more shine on them again, and they just won those belts too. Did you see their comments online about? Um, Hey, as a reward for, you know, winning the titles and everything, why don't next week we have our full entrance as we come out? Yeah, because they've literally <laughs> just been in the ring. Mm-hmm. But they've been doing that to a lot of talent, not just the revival, where they're just in the middle of the ring. They're trying to, like, you know, because a lot of guys get, like, multiple entrances. So they're trying to do all these, like, different transitions now. Sometimes a match will end and someone's music will just hit and, like, start the next match. Or the next segment. Okay. So they're not doing like, you know, because the classic Raw and SmackDown match would end, they go to a backstage segment, you know, and then, you know, match starts or that, you know, we go to Michael Cole and they're shooting some kind of promo. So it seems like they're trying to change it up to make it a little more fast paced. And for the most part, it's actually worked well. Um, but yeah, it is a little off putting when, you know, your champs are in the middle of the ring to start a match, you know, especially a championship match. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, uh, yeah. So what next up? We've got the women's tag team championship, uh, Boss and Hug Connection versus Nia Jax and Tamina. <sighs> the build up's been lackluster. 
for this. Mm-hmm. You know, Bailey got a nice win over Naya. Um, I think Sasha lost to Tamina, or was there was a DQ this past week? Um, but they really haven't put much effort into this. I'm surprised because they were giving Naya so much mic time before, um, but now they're really not giving them much time. It feels like you know to kind of you know sell this match. Um, I, I feel like boss and hug connection are gonna, you know, just retain. Yeah. I would hope. <laughs> I would hope. Um. I mean, do you see them going to Mania with the storyline? No. No, I feel like this is a one-off. Mm-hmm. I do. I don't know who they're facing at Mania. I don't know if we get that, you know, rumor match, you know, against like Lita and Trish. Um. I feel I've gotten mixed emotions when it comes to that. I'd rather see them face a more established, you know, women's tag team. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they've really done enough with the other tag teams to like seriously establish them and make them like look like a legitimate threat against Sasha Banks yeah. and Bailey right now. So. I love it. It was like a built up like NXT tag team showing up. Yeah. That'd be cool, but I don't know if they've really been focusing so much on tag team wrestling on NXT, and maybe they will now. You know, since they've made it, you know, known that they can, you know, defend the titles there. Yeah. I've noticed a lot more, especially like social media wise, the the women seem to be teaming up as much as possible. Mm-hmm. Like uh, social part. media? Yeah, like um, you'll see like one uh, female athlete now is suddenly partnered up on road shows a bunch with other ones. Oh, see, like, okay. Like house shows and stuff like that. Stuff? Yeah. yeah. That makes sense, though. Why wouldn't they? Mm-hmm. Um. And I love the idea of them being able to, like, you know, defend that title across all brands. I think that's pretty cool. I like to see them do that more with other titles. So, you know, I don't know if they will, but I feel like it works. So, I mean, hell, give the women a fucking TV title or something like that, you know. I miss the TV title. (laughs) The TV title is fun. I almost wish the U.S. title was the TV title. I think Vince, just because Vince never had the TV title, it's not his creation. I don't think he would do the TV title. Um, you know, I mean, he's had his own version of the U.S. Championship, you know, with the, you know, IC belt. Yeah. So maybe that's why he was okay with it. But the TV title was always fun because you'd have to defend it every show. So um, Maybe he makes something like the network title. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Every network special. Yeah. Okay, whatever. <laughs> whatever makes the old man happy. Um, but yeah, anyway, so yeah, I, I'm going boss and hug here. Um, and you, you're going, yes, you're going the same absolutely. way. Okay. All right. Um, SmackDown Tag Team Championships, the Usos versus the Miz and Shane McMahon, the greatest tag team in the world. There's a lot of tag team yeah. matches happening here. One of these are going to the kickoff show. <laughs> I don't know which one, but I feel like one of these are going to the kickoff show. This just feels like way too many tag team matches. Well, one for is like, like really like two minutes, and maybe yeah. it's this one where we have Miz and McMahon explode. Okay, yeah. Um, I'm glad the Usos have the belt, mm-hmm. so they can just move on after this. You know, um, who do you have turning heel here? I, I feel like someone's turning on someone. To set up a match or I want it to be right? McMahon, but I don't know at this point. It I like want it to be McMahon, Rex. too. Especially since we know Mrs. Dad is going to be in the audience. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be fucking great heat. Like, if he just, like, annihilates Miz, like, in front of his dad. 
that'd be fantastic. It'd be a good way to turn Miz mm-hmm. like babyface. You know, did Orton really do get the that? sympathy? Oh I yeah, like Orton did. It, it won't be the first time someone gets <laughs> beat up in front of his father. Um, Orton slapped John Cena's dad. Oh yeah, you know, so that that has happened. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. I I, I really wanted to be Shane, just for it to be something different. Mm. It's just so predictable having the Miz, you know, turn on Shane here. So. But yeah, no, I'm hoping that it's definitely, you know... But we both agree that the Usos are coming out as champions. Yes. The Usos, man, once again on SmackDown, awesome promo. Those guys are on top of their game right now with their promos. Um, I really would love to see them outside of the company. (laughs) (laughs) Because they're having to work PG. Mm -hmm. But I really feel like if they just didn't have, you know... You know all their strengths. You know they would they would be able to cut a fucking. They've got a good in the promo. Company, though. I, I feel like they're not going to want to leave. Well, they there was rumors. There were rumors floating around that they were twin. Like they haven't signed their contract yet. Hmm. So and then like that's one of the reasons why people were speculating why they got the titles after the trouble that you know I still can't remember which one was it. Jay. It was. I don't know, man. They're twins. Whatever. One of them got in trouble. <laughs> One of them got in trouble. Whoever. Um, but yeah, that they were saying that that's why they still won the titles mm-hmm. the next day was because of the whole contract situation. So, I don't know. We'll see. I would love to see them leave, though. I really would. They could do a lot. There's so much that they could do. Yes. Yes. Um, and they could come back. They're still young enough too, where mm. they, you know, things don't pan out. They can come back, but like those guys in New Japan or something like that too. I mean, not just AEW, but I, mean, I know Ringo Honor. Fucking amazing if they're in New Japan. Yes, yes, right. It's also a tag team heavy area too. Yes, yeah, and we could just like I said, the leash is off, and they can just go fucking balls to the wall. It's so much fun, man. All right, what do we got next? Uh, we have Asuka versus Mandy fucking Rose. Oh, my God. And, I don't know. This... I've got a bad feeling about this, Christian. <laughs> do you think Asuka walks out of this at all? <laughs> uh, I really feel like she's going to lose the title here. I really do. Um, I'm just hoping that she's not injured <laughs> when she gets there. Yeah. So they did a little spot. Mandy Rose... Um, she pins Naomi rather quickly on mm-hmm. SmackDown. Uh, she was, in all fairness, she was distracted by Sonya Deville. But then Asuka came out while they're celebrating on the ramp and attacked both of them and took them out. It was a nice little spot for Asuka. Um, it was good camera work having her like sneak up behind those two too. It was a it was a it was a nice moment. Crowd was for shit on SmackDown. Mm. Really bad crowd that night. Um, but. It just made me feel like Mandy was going to win. It really did. Um, and fast. Like, I really feel like Mandy's going to win here. Um, I, I don't want to see this. No. At all. It feels so... I feel She's definitely improved. And I definitely feel like there's a lot of potential there. Um, but I don't think she's ready yet. And it just... She does not look like a viable, realistic threat. Again, it just feels like a rehash of Carmella. Right now, for me, at least. Yes, very much so. Um, which is disappointing. Because there's so many other deserving, you know, women on the ro- roster right now. 
who could really fill in that spot and have a great fucking mm. promo with like you know program with um Asuka. So Mandy's just not, you know, the the right opponent this at this point. You know, she's not ready, you know, for Asuka, if you will. <laughs> so, um, like Nikki Cross, like Nikki Cross and Asuka Mania, that would be amazing. But we're not gonna get that. We're not gonna get that. And I feel like this is totally set up for like Mandy either she's either gonna win here or she'll win at Mania, you know, and then they'll kind of balance it out with like Becky winning. So it doesn't balance it. Yeah. No, I know. I know. (laughs) (laughs) But that'll be their logic. So 50 50, my friend. Um, Next up. So who are you saying? I'm sorry. Who are you saying comes out of this? The champ. I'm going to say Asuka just to be different. Okay. I hope you're right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So next up, the shield. The fucking shield's back together. Yeah. For like the 90th time the last like The Hounds of Justice. Oh my (laughs) god. Um, Versus Drew McIntyre, Baron Corbin, and Bobby Lashley. The Hounds of Injustice. Oh god. What were they calling? Oh. It was was Dolph and McIntyre and Strowman. I don't think about dogs. It was another Dogs of War. The Dogs of War. What a load of shit. Oh, Send my God. Send them back to the channel. Oh. <laughs> should call them, like, the, the channel changers or something like that. Because I really, like I said, they are the black hole of Raw right now. Like, they come on, it just, like, it sucks the air out of the building. I just hate that Drew McIntyre is involved with all this. I do, too, because it feels like such a waste, you know? I feel like he could be in an interesting program right now. Um, you know yeah. he has to be cursing in his head. He's like, I'm in another trio right now. Yeah, you know, and it's a waste. <laughs> like, he can carry his own. Like, he mm. doesn't need to be part of a, a little, like, I don't know, makeshift faction. I love factions, and I fucking hate this. Because it just doesn't make any sense. Mm-hmm. Like, what is the benefit for them to be teaming up with Corbin right now? He has no power whatsoever, so how is it helping them? You know, it just doesn't. It makes no sense. There's no logic to it. Um, so yeah, I feel like this is more of a vehicle to set up a match for Roman at Mania. You know, I don't know who that's going to be against. If I had to guess, it would probably be either Dean or Drew. Mm. So, you know, I could actually see like maybe, you know, Drew and Baron and Bobby going over here. Um... You know, maybe like taking out Dean or something like that, where like Roman feels like he's got to avenge him or, you know, something. You know, Dean supposedly still is on his way out, even though, you know, there's times where I doubt that. It feels like he's getting way too much camera time for a guy who's going to be leaving, you know, your company in a few months. Um, But everyone, I mean, I don't know. There, there's tons of people out there saying, no, it's still a done deal. He's leaving after Mania. So, well, here, let me throw you a wrench. Okay. What if it's Braun Strowman comes out and interferes and costs the Shield the match, and then you have the Shield attacking Braun Strowman, and then eventually it becomes Roman versus Strowman again at Mania. As a place for both of them. Yeah, because Strowman's not even on this no. card, right? Hmm. And he really does not have a spot at all. 
you know, and, and that, once again, that goes also for Finn too. Finn's not on here either. Um, I don't know. I wouldn't mind that. You know, give them, like, I feel like they're going to set up Roman with an easy match, though. I could see them fucking totally doing like Corbin mm-hmm. and, and Reigns. Um, something where he can just, you know, Superman punch, spear, you know, one, two, three, you're done. Wave for the crowd. You know, get a good pop, and that's it. Corbin, I get, I don't even remember this, but I guess he did some kind of like, you know, promo once uh, when Reigns originally left, talking shit and everything like that. They brought it up again right away after Reigns' like announcement last week. So like he did this whole like segment where he said, you know, Reigns better stay out of his way or something like that. So I feel like they're kind of you know planting some seeds there, you know, for a possible match. Great. Um, but yeah, I feel like we've <laughs> seen that match like 500 times uh-huh. over the last couple of years. So I feel like the new fresh match would be like, you know, him versus Drew. Yeah. Or, I mean, once again, like send Dean away, you know, in a box <laughs> and have Roman just destroy him. You know, I don't know. I don't know. So, I, just... I was speculating. I, I thought I saw a report that was going to be Drew first Dean last week uh, at Mania, but since then I have not seen it at all. I don't know if that was just some fan-made graphic or something mm-hmm. that someone threw out there, um, but I'm glad that's not a thing, you know, because we've also seen those two wrestle yes. a bunch on Raw. So, I don't know, man. It just, it just, it's like limbo, this, like, mid-card on yes. Raw. It really is. Um, it's It's horrible. It's really, it just, it's a, it's a testament to like the, just the horrible booking that's going on, you know, over there. So, yeah, I've got no clue. So, who do you have going over here? It's a returning shield, so I'm going to have to assume the shield are going to win. Yeah, I have to agree. You know, I, I guess that makes sense. But I feel like something has to come out of this. You know, I mean, maybe so, maybe the shield wins. And then they like, there's got to be a reason for a match out of this. So maybe something happens where, you know, they like take out Dean or like after the match, Dean, you know, I don't know, betrays them. I'm not sure. You know, I, so, I feel like it's going to be a clean victory and they're going celebrate. to celebrate and they're just going to move on. And they're going to move on. Oh, God. To be honest. Uh, I just don't want to see And then them. they'll build a story. I don't want to see this television. mix of like wrestlers anymore facing off against oh, no, each other. Raw? You're gonna see the uh, I know, I know, I just don't wanna see it. Like send <laughs> send half of them to fucking SmackDown, like now. And hopefully after WrestleMania that's what happens. You know, they just have to stir the pot a little. Because mm-hmm. this is really stale at this point. So alright. What do we get next? Uh, we have Becky Liss. We have Becky Lynch versus Charlotte Flair. All right, and I could actually see this being the main event. Um, but yeah, I don't see any way Becky doesn't go over here. Maybe you have Ronda come out and like cause a double DQ, and then you have to settle this on Raw or SmackDown mm. um, if they want to kind of like prolong this. But... Well, that's my thought. I'm thinking Ronda screws the match somehow. And Becky loses, and then it becomes again Becky going on a rampage to continue the story. Oh man, 
I don't know if I want to see because it. we have a lot of weeks still till Mania, mm-hmm. and they have to if that if they have the match the match completely announced already. I don't know. I feel like they're gonna want to screw with it because it it does seem like such a foregone conclusion that Becky has to win so that it can be a triple threat at this point. Yeah, but. And I guess it would be their way of like stirring the pot. But I feel like they've already overridden this whole like angle. So I mean, it's raw was atrocious. It was horrible. Like the like just the logic that they're mm-hmm. putting behind like the whole storyline of Ronda laying down the title, and then like she Stephanie said, "Okay, we're gonna have a match for the title on Fastlane." And then Rhonda comes out and says, no, I didn't really want... Oh, and they reinstated Becky out of nowhere after she was supposed to be suspended for 60 days. Which was like, so there was no payoff to the whole, like, McVince coming out and, like, you know, suspending her and everything. Like, there's nothing. Um, And then you basically have Rhonda come out, say, no, 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 I didn't mean to lay down the title and for me not to be in the match... You know, I want my title back. And then Stephanie just gives her the belt back. After she said backstage, she disgraced the title. <laughs> so it just, logically, it made no sense. It was like Steiner math. Like, it, like they were going in too many different directions. It, I don't know what they were trying to accomplish, um, but just confusing the shit out of people. But then, yeah, you ended up with this match with Becky versus Charlotte, um, you know, to you know, for Becky to have the right to be in the match. Um, I don't know if it was just their way of getting people to accept the triple threat match, you know, in a roundabout way, because people were so down on the the whole triple mat, triple threat match, you know, concept, you know, for this. But, you know, now people were actually cheering like triple threat on SmackDown. So it's done its trick. Uh <laughs> Fickle, uh-huh, fickle, right? Fickle. I just don't get it. I really don't. <laughs> just poorly booked once no, again. Again, I, I mean, I, these women are getting over on hmm. their own volition. Like it, it has nothing to do with the writing team. I say, fuck it. Have Becky lose, and then have her go straight to Vince McMahon, put him in with disarmor, and then he has to like call out that she's going to be added to the match so that Charlotte how badass it. would that be I that's the spot totally, I was waiting for this I, whole that, time. exactly that seemed to be the natural conclusion to Vince coming out and you know replacing her but then to have it happen like behind closed doors mm-hmm. and then just have Stephanie nonchalantly announce that you know Becky's no longer suspended after Ronda laid down the belt it made no sense. Do you think they do some shit where Vince comes out this week and says, I never unsuspended her, and it becomes more of this family back and forth oh, to I build that? And then all of a sudden they're all like taking, oh God, what was the fucking match at Mania? Were they all, there was a McMahon in every fucking corner, and they're backing a different guy. It was, oh, it was uh, Mankind, or like Mick Foley. Mick Foley versus like, Triple H versus Big Show versus that- The Rock. And it was like a McMahon in each corner. <laughs> it was, fun. you know, it was like, get off. And like, that was what, 20 years ago? Mm-hmm. And they were already like, you know, stealing the limelight from the wrestlers and they're still doing it today. So I, God, I hope not. I hope you're wrong. <laughs> but I wouldn't put it past them. No. You know, at this point. 
I really luckily Shane will be involved hopefully with like you know yes yes with the Miz and uh, we know Triple H will be facing off against Batista yes. you know putting everyone to sleep um <laughs> speaking of which horrible fucking promo this week you know between Batista and Triple H like after that fucking great segment on Raw to close the show one of the better Raws than last like you know four or five years and then to like like have them come back mm-hmm. you know the following week and just do this fucking like paint by number you know promo between like Batista and you're like Batista's not even there he's on fucking Instagram you know posting a video and talking he's about no Chris Jericho and, no he's not <laughs> no he's not he did not sell it at all and then Triple H's promo went on about five minutes too long of course as they always do and he's you know doing this weird thing where he's trying not to be kayfab and kayfabe and like they're sitting there and like i he even uses a line you know this isn't the character you know i'm not talking about a storyline here it's like what are you doing did he call himself paul no he did it i i was i was waiting for him to go there but he never actually referred to himself as paul you know this is about this is about paul versus dave like he didn't go that route but yeah he must really hate his fucking name. Because <laughs> I was waiting for that line, but no, he didn't go that route. At least I don't think he did. So, but yeah, no, he's like, this is this is about the man, is what he kept on saying. So I was like, Becky Lynch. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah, he was talking about, uh, he kept on calling uh, Ric Flair by his, like, actual name and everything. It was, it was bullshit. You know, it sucked. Um, they just must have known, like, it was probably, like, a schedule conflict or something like that. I would have rather had, like, shot something backstage. Did Charlotte ever, you know, mention the fact that her father just got attacked? No, man. She's self She's a heel mouse, so she's self-absorbed. She doesn't care. Okay. You know. Fine. You remember how she used to treat her dad when she was heel? Yes. So, it fits. <laughs> uh, next up, we have Daniel Bryan versus... Well, who, who do you oh, have going who, over here? Becky versus Charlotte. I know. It's just, I'm gonna say Charlotte. You're gonna say Charlotte. I'm gonna say double DQ. Okay. And Ronda comes out and interferes in the match. So this match will take place again in a week or two on SmackDown yeah. or Raw. So, um, okay. What do we have next? Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens. This can go in a million different routes. Yeah. No, I agree. Because it could be a multi-man match at Mania. We just don't know it. I wouldn't be I wouldn't be surprised by that, mm-hmm. and I'd be okay with that. You know, as long as we're getting like a one on one match for the Raw belt, you know, for the Universal title, then I'm okay with it being like a triple threat or something like that. Um, well, Kevin has been I mean he's been good as a, a face. Like I've enjoyed his work. You know, on mm-hmm. SmackDown it came out. He cut a great promo. They had a good back and forth. You know, to open the show between him and Daniel. Um, I don't know. I I like Kevin as a face. And it's refreshing. It's something different from him. Um, that being said, I don't see him winning the title here. Um, but I could s- still see him being involved somehow. Mm-hmm. Like he loses, like you know, by some screwy finish, um, and then he still has like a claim, you know, to the belt. Um, Mustafa Ali. Um, came out and made the save for Kevin on SmackDown. 
mm-hmm. um, he went against Rowan. I could totally see like even Ali being part of you know maybe like you know a fatal four way or something for the title. So you've like Kofi, you know, because Kofi's definitely you know after everything yes. that's been going on, Kofi Kofi Mania is real. So I feel like you know he's definitely going to be in the title picture for Mania. Um, but yeah, I could see like Daniel Bryan versus Kevin Owens versus Kofi Kingston versus Mustafa Ali for the belt. So I wouldn't put it past him. No. You know, although I just feel like Mustafa Ali and Kofi Kingston both would like have very parallel like angles going on, storylines going on. Except one's like the young up and comer who was on 205 Live. You know, for the last year. Well, that's exactly how you angle it. You have but the then, new guy and you have the guy who's been here 11 for years. years. Exactly. Yeah, so you've got that whole uh, parallel between the two. Um, and they'll put on great weekly matches on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. That, and that would that, that would be a fun, like, matchup you know, between those two. So, But yeah, Kevin and, like, you know, uh, Brian was fun. That was, It was a fun interaction between those two. So, um but yeah, I don't know. And we'll see if Sami Zayn somehow gets involved. He's supposed to be rumored to be coming back soon. But I feel like they'll save him for after Mania. You know? Because right now, I feel like they've got enough going on. <laughs> they don't need to throw Zayn yeah. in the mix. Unless he ends up, like, as part of um, Kofi's... Not Kofi. Pooh! Part of Brian's entourage. Hmm... That would be interesting. I feel like he would fit, too. Mm-hmm. You know, just like hearing interviews with him, um, you know, out of character, I feel like he could fit into that, you know, entourage very easily. You know, I don't know. We'll see. And there's so many, like, unanswered questions now going into Mania. I mean, I don't know where they're get, what they're going to do with the Hardy Boys, because we know they're back together now. And they put them together for a reason, you know, especially, like, right before Mania. Mm-hmm. Um you know, like, I mean, we were talking about Joe. We don't know what's going on with, like, that U.S. title. We don't know if Undertaker's going to be part of the fucking, you know, picture. I'm hoping not. I, me too. I'm me hoping too. this is the it's year. It's done. It's done. <laughs> <laughs> Let it go, Vince. Um, but, yeah. But it's supposedly Vince is still pissed off about the whole um, star whatever. Yeah, Starcade. Starcade. Yeah. Not, no, not Starcade. It's a WCW uh, pay-per-view from oh, the 90s. Oh, yeah. What, they call it something similar. Starcast? Starcast. There you Starcast, go. Starcast. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a fucking time machine? <laughs> <laughs> He's going to go wrestle Harley Race at Starcade. Um, but, yeah. He wishes, though. Doesn't he? <laughs> like, he wishes he has a time yes. machine. Yes. Oh, absolutely. So, but, I mean, I'm sure Vince is, like, paying him handsomely for, like, a match a year, two matches a year. Mm-hmm. So, you can't blame him. You know, so, um, but yeah, that's going to do it for wrestling, right? Do we have any like other, you know, outside of the world of WWE news? Um, I mean, you know, they keep announcing more people for AEW that's been going on. Um, Mm -hmm. more Japanese wrestlers have joined up. Okay. Uh, beyond that, uh, we have the new Japan cups going on right now. Okay. That's been really big. There's a lot of people making speculation, especially with, um, it's going to be Taji Ishimori going up against Dragon Lee. So right. people are speculating um, Dragon Lee could win, and it could be a rematch between Hiramu and Dragon Lee. Oh, so they're out. saying Hiramu should Returns be returning. Returns at the end of um, the cup. 
Oh, wow. That's That'd be a huge moment, right? Mm-hmm. And we really haven't been hearing many updates about his no, condition, um, right? He posts some crazy stuff, but, you know. Which makes sense yeah. for Hiramu. <laughs> Was it the fucking cat posting, or? It, he posted the cat dressed up as, um, <laughs> what the fuck, uh, the guy with the Grim Reaper, uh, what's his name? Darkness. Evil. Evil. Uh, evil. evil. Sorry, yes. Yeah, I'm dressed up as evil going up across the stage. Okay. Um, he keeps posting that he's 900 and like 930-something percent healed and everything. So, <laughs> so uh, he's ready to go. That's yeah. what he's trying to say. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's awesome. Oh, the um, big rumor right now, uh, Jim Ross has announced that he's yes. done with WWE. Um, and there's specu- Well, there's a rumor, not speculation. There's a rumor that he is going to be uh, signing a pretty big contract, multi-year deal with AEW. By God, they've signed him. Yes. So, um, <laughs> something like a million a year. So I don't know if he's going to oh, be like a top executive. I don't know if he's going to be, you know, announcing also. We'll see what hat he wears. That'd be funny because they, um, I've been slowly catching back up with being the elite and everything. Mm-hmm. It'd be funny if they'd show um, Jim Ross and they're like, we're going to offer you a million dollars because they've been doing that with all these different people with Cody and it's actually yeah, his a contract. Yeah, a real contract. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this week in wrestling. Yes. I hope the pay-per-view doesn't suck. It's it, it possible. <laughs> going to watch it anyway, right? Oh, absolutely. We have to talk about it. They've got my fucking, what, ten ninety nine, nine ninety nine. Exactly. How much do I pay for that shit? Nine ninety nine. Oh, Jesus. It's nine ninety nine, Damon. You don't remember those ads? You remember no. Cole drolling it into your head over and over again? I can't even hear Michael Cole anymore. Like, I've just, <laughs> I've tuned him out completely. All right, we got to finish the show. All right, so before we go, some podcasts that we want to shout out that we think you should be listening to. Uh, First up is One Giant Leap for Geeks, a podcast where each week we give a comedic take on all things pop culture, movie, games, anime, TV shows, comics, and more. And you can find them in all your favorite podcast platforms. Um, next up is the VCR Kids, a weekly podcast where we watch movies from our childhood you haven't thought of in 20 years. Sounds like something I do every weekend in my basement. <laughs> um, but yeah, a fun show, a great listen. Go ahead and check them out. Um, next up is Karaoke Big E Podcast, the best and one of the only karaoke podcasts around. A really novel idea for a podcast and a fun listen. Incredibly original. Yes, yes, very original. Um, then, uh, last but not least, um, one of our DCP brethren, uh, the dead tube podcast. Welcome to the home of the dead tube podcast, your source for warp sitcom horror. And you can check them out Wednesdays at 11 PM over at the IPMNation.com underscore dead tube. Yeah. And then you can also check them out and the rest of us on dramacityproductions.com. Yes, home of a bunch of awesome fucking podcasts. Absolutely. Uh, other than that, you can find us on you know every po- podcast platform that you can think of. Uh, if you're listening to us on your favorite, subscribe and rate us right now. That's right. And review us. Yes. You know, we're a small independent podcast. We live on those reviews. All right. So, and another way you could support us is go ahead and buy some fucking nerd merch. Yes, we have t-shirts and mugs and fucking fanny packs. Fanny packs. (laughs) It's crazy. You can get our logo on anything that you'd like. 
head over to tpublic.com right now. Search Amazing Nerd Show. Get your nerd swag on. Exactly. Um, and then also, if you want to support us, you can go ahead and use that promo code when you go ahead and buy those hard-to-find concert tickets exactly. over at SeatGiants.com. Go ahead, plug in Nerd Show, and you know what? That will help support the show, and then it'll also get you more savings. Exactly. Uh, beyond that, you're listening to Greg Brebner right now. He's our house DJ. He's awesome. We love him. He's on uh, SoundCloud. SoundCloud. Yes. And Instagram. And Instagram. So give him a follow. And then uh, at the top of the show, you're listening to Them Guilty Aces, a local Chicagoland rockabilly band. Um, always playing shows in the area. And they've got lots of music you can download over on iTunes and a bunch of videos you can watch on YouTube. So go ahead and support um, great local music. And Damon, don't let me forget, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and we're on Twitter. If you want to reach out to us, those are the places you can find us. We post amazing content on every single day. So definitely check it out. Yes, we are your nerd hub for all pop culture. All right. I'm tired. We did good this episode, yes, though. Yes, we did pretty damn good. It was like almost under two hours, right? Exactly. We're both losing our voices. <laughs> <laughs> but we made it. Yes. <laughs> Next week, we'll have a review of Captain Marvel. Yes. Hopefully, fucking loved it. <laughs> if not, I'll just be two grown men crying. Yes. So, I'm, And you already know we're going to be crying about Fastlane, so. Oh, absolutely. Just, just absolutely. You never know. They surprised us last time, though. I, think, I guess yeah. Right? That was elimination. It was chamber. still it was, it was oh, an okay pay-per-view. It was it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> so who knows? Sometimes they pull one out of their asses. So. Woo, Kofi Mayu. Yeah. <laughs> well that's gonna do it for this week. Yes, my name's Christian. And my name's David. And that's the Amazing Nerd Show. This has been a Drama City production. Blade. Ready to die. I was born ready, motherfucker.